0: everybody, Sarah here, your host of the wedding dish. And before we get started, I have a quick message for my wedding pros who are listening because I know someone out there needs to hear this today. We have had a hard year in 2020, and I know a lot of us are feeling stuck in our businesses or anxious about how we're going to hit the ground running after weddings are finally back to their former glory. I get it because I've felt that way too, and I decided to do something about it. So I reached out to my dear friend Taylor at Lemon Tree Editorial. You have heard her here on the podcast before many, many times. She's co-hosted, she's guest hosted, and she's been a guest too. And she is a website copywriter for the wedding industry, but her job title really should be Word Magician because that's what she actually does. I hired Taylor this summer to rewrite the Wedding Dishes website, and I have to tell you, she nailed it. She captured my voice, my jokes, including my silly puns, and I was so shocked at how much it sounded like me that I just couldn't even believe it. It was incredible. But more important than capturing my voice, she, her writing always speaks to my audience. It's just perfect. It's persuasive. It's inclusive. And I know it's going to help the podcast attract even more amazing guests and sponsors. If you're a wedding pro who has pivoted this year or last year or rebranded or just maybe has had the same old website for way too long, you have got to reach out to Taylor at Lemon Tree Editorial. Head on over to her website, lteditorial.com, lt like Lemon Tree, editorial.com, and tell her Sarah sent you. Oh, and Clouseau, who I'm sure you can hear snorting right next to me. Have a great day and enjoy this episode of The Wedding Dish. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat with engaged or married couples or wedding professionals. And sometimes we read listeners' stories on our mini episodes or answer questions, depending on what our topic is for the week. From the planning process to the celebration, to relationships and pretty much everything in between. And as always, you're going to hear some awesome business building tips during this podcast as well.
1: So that's Sarah Alpen, host of The Wedding Dish, CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy, as well as one of my personal favorite wedding industry folks.
0: Oh well, thanks. <laughs> <You> know that, <laughs> and that is Vanessa Young, who is a brilliant wedding and event planner. Um, she owns Little Black Book Concierge, and she's today's guest co-host on the Wedding Dish. Before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you definitely need to check it out. We dished with Maddie Johnson, the woman behind Living with Pickles, and we talked about her farmily, and they, um, you know, it's essentially like an animal sanctuary is what I would classify it as, although I don't know what the actual terminology is, Um, but I'm sure you can find it in that episode if I actually remembered all of the things from podcasting. Um, So, uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's dish. Today, we are talking with Melanie Fiander. I hope I said that correctly. I think yes. I did. Yes. Um, she is the CEO of Fiander Photo, a Bermuda DC um, destination photography company, and she also serves New England, Italy, and the United Kingdom.
1: Melanie thank you so much for being on the wedding dish today I am so excited to hear about your experience as a destination wedding photographer especially since we've all been locked down for five (laughs) months so you can talk about all the beautiful places that we can't visit right
2: now yeah well thank you both so much for inviting me to be on your podcast I'm really excited to be here
0: yeah, we're so excited to have you. And um, before we hopped onto the podcast, I was actually telling Vanessa how you've created an Instagram community um, in like a little pod where everyone shares their posts and then like kind of creates engagement with one another. So um, it's been fun because it's I feel like I actually get to meet and get to know a bunch of these other people that I wouldn't have ever connected with otherwise.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I love the Instagram pods. I think I'm in maybe three or four of them. And with two of them, I've actually well, one of them was from a uh, photography workshop that I went to in Scotland called Photography Farm. So I've actually met all of the people in there and stay in touch with them on a regular basis. And then um, I think the one that you, you and I are in, um, I know a few people in that some folks are in Bermuda, some folks are in DC. So because I'm from the DC area, I tend to kind of gravitate towards connecting with vendors from DC or vendors from Bermuda where I'm currently living or vendors from the UK where I've got, gone to a couple of workshops and shot a couple of weddings over there. Um, but yeah, pod, little pods are great. They get hated on sometimes, but I think they're fabulous.
0: <laughs> I had never been a part of one until you invited me.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting interesting yeah they're kind of fun I don't know are you in any pods Vanessa
1: no I am not but Sarah was just telling me about um the one you have and I mean it definitely sounds like a a really great idea um for sure
2: so cool cool I'll send you a link awesome
0: (laughs) yeah I told her to ask you to send one
2: (laughs) yeah for sure I think our pod is called like the new cool pod or something like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm cold> Already. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, you cover a ton of ground. How do you maintain running a business across so many countries? Uh,
2: well, um, it's it's mostly between Bermuda and and the states, um, and that can be a little bit challenging. But um, I've gotten uh, pretty good at working with my iCal and making sure, you know, scheduling things out and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, initially what it all kind of comes down to when you're like, let's say, for example, I'm planning a wedding either to shoot it in New York or shoot it in Italy, or maybe I'm flying from one place to the other to shoot them back to back. Um, I just get really detailed with the the scheduling and the travel stuff. Um, You know, one of those travelers who like prints out like an itinerary, like, okay, we're going to land this day three days early, just in case we miss this flight, we're going to make the next one. And if we don't make that one, then we're making the next one. So I try to pad, you know, it's all about padding, you know, the the trip with like a couple of extra days. I mean, obviously now with with COVID-19, I haven't gone anywhere since January,
0: which is like you know, getting the travel itch a little bit, so. I just said to my husband this past weekend that this might be the first year of my entire life where I haven't been on an airplane.
2: (sighs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's got to be an end to it. It's
0: so weird. It's just, like, such a weird thing to think about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty strange. And then, you know, for, I would say... uh, a solid 75% of my weddings are shot in, in Bermuda only because I'm here. Um, so on any given year I might shoot anywhere between 25 and 30 weddings and then maybe 50 to 60 different portrait sessions. So it's not, it's not all weddings. It's like engagements or, you know, maternity and that kind of stuff too. Cause that, those are fun, fun photo shoots as well. But um, when I'm dealing with clients who are flying to Bermuda, um, a little bit of the travel talk kind of comes up with them, you know, like what time you guys landing? Oh, you're landing the day before your wedding. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. Let's talk about that one.
1: Yeah, that makes <laughs> crawl nice as a planner, as as well. Hey, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure Vanessa, you with planning, you, you know, I would love to see what one of your schedules looks like. <laughs>
1: Lot yeah.
0: yeah, it's so not something I have in my my mental capacity at all. right. Um, right. I, I'm horrible. I, that's why I have Aaron on my teams um, who just joined us. Um, and <laughs> I suspect was a little surprised we started early. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron is my... Uh, she's essentially the producer for the Wedding Dish, which I hadn't really thought about. But she's also my um, operations manager for Photos Mahardy and District Bliss. So, um, oh, cool. Yeah. So she handles wrangling me.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, we all need a wrangler, you know. Yeah.
0: It's very helpful.
2: It's <laughs> helpful. That's what I have my husband for. Like when I'm at a wedding and I'm getting maybe
0: a little too chatty, he's like, okay, come on.
2: Gotta oh, shoot does, the he groom.
0: Work, does he work with you at the, um, at your weddings? Yeah. Some,
2: well, for the big ones, you know, the ones that are like anywhere between five hours to, to 10 hours or something like that. Then he'll come with me just to kind of help me, one, carry my gear. Um, and two, if we're driving around, he'll drive so I can do kind of like a, you know, tuck and roll out of the car, <laughs> run over to make sure we're like keeping on track with time and stuff. Um, so he helps me stay on time.
0: Which That's is- so handy.
2: Yeah, it's super handy. But if it's just like a little elopement, you know, little thing on the beach, then, then I just go solo.
0: Yeah, I'm loving some of the styled elopements that people are doing right now. Oh my gosh, I know. Right now. styled
2: shoots are so much fun.
0: Yeah, and some of these elopements are almost like styled shoots because they're yeah. just oh, like they spent the whole budget on like everything being beautiful because they can't have guests. It's mm-hmm. kind of a nice little like at for a photographer. Um, it's like a nice little blessing in disguise, or I guess a silver lining. We'll call it. Yeah,
2: time. yeah, silver lining for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's the way to,
1: it's the way to make the most of what's happening, right? Like you might as well make it as beautiful and get as creative as you can.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've had a couple of, uh, micro weddings as they're being called now before I would just say small weddings, but I guess the term is now micro (laughs) micro (laughs) wedding. Um, and, and, uh, and the brides have all said the same thing. Like, this is great. I've pared it down. I only have the people who I want to be here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's how I did my wedding for real life in 2012. So I guess I was way ahead of the trend. Mm, mm.
1: How has it been for you, kind of behind the lens for the micro weddings? Is it um, kind of I'm I'm assuming kind of a much smoother kind of process for you? You're able to get a a variety of different shots. What's it been like for
2: you? Yeah, so I I really like it when it, you know. Well, when I'm doing a big wedding, my favorite part of the day is the time that I get to spend just with the bride and groom, like the sunset golden hour bridal portraits, you know, because you can really get creative in that time. And with these micro weddings, with them being so much smaller, um, you know, I can, I feel like I can be a little bit more creative the whole day, because there's all this time, you know, there's not like, 60 people waiting at the cocktail hour for them to return. We're not racing through uh, a bunch of family photos, you know, so I can kind of, with family photos, I like to shoot some that are traditional, some that are candid, you know, some that make them look like they're kind of having a good time and that they like each other, you know? Um, and uh, with the, the smaller weddings, that's just been a little bit easier to do. Um, the hardest part has probably been, uh, well, I guess just wear. I, I mean, I wear the mask the whole time. Like I don't take it off when I'm, when I'm shooting. So I'll have like the N95 with the um, like surgical mask over with gloves and stuff. Like they're not, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's doing it, but I'm too paranoid not to, not to do it.
0: You know? Yeah. It's that I found was challenging. The yeah. mask with the lens
2: Yeah. And the first one that I shot, I kept my glasses on.
0: That was a Me too. (laughs) It was awful. I was like, I can't see anything. Everything's fogged. fogged. Everything. (laughs) Your top, the camera, it's everything. And you can't touch your face that you can't touch anything other than the camera because you have to touch your face with the camera.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And You know, I'm a hugger, you know, I get really personal with my clients and I think a lot of wedding vendors do, um, you know, we're I think it's just part of the business. Like it's a happy day. It's a happy occasion. Everybody's kind of in a good mood. Um, and that's kind of been a challenge too, where I walk into, you know, a situation and I'm just kind of like, Hey, I'm just going to give you a head nod, you know, (laughs) little elbow bump, foot shakes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing <laughs>
0: yeah how has um how has this is actually an erin question um she likes to pop them in the chat sometimes Yay. i love it it makes me laugh because it i can tell she's super engaged in this even though she pretends she's not part of it cracks right me on. up right on um, so she asked, um, has, has the micro wedding thing impacted the way you're charging for photography services?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say so, because what I used to do with micro weddings is I would say, you know, Monday through Thursday, you can book a small wedding. Um, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are reserved for Big weddings, you know. Um, and for the most part, nobody really had a problem with that because a lot of my pre COVID micro weddings would be like people coming down on a cruise ship or, you know, people doing an elopement. They don't really care what day of the week it is. So they're like, Oh great, it's cheaper if I get married on a Tuesday, cool. Um, but now I'm not so much worried about big weddings on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, because those are all now postponed. <laughs> next year so I'm like oh yeah you want to do an elopement on a Friday sure so I'll give them you know that smaller package option to have it on a Friday instead yeah
1: are you seeing an uptick in elopements
2: yeah yeah which is great there's been a big uptick in elopements um and in local elopements too like a lot of my clients um are not necessarily Bermudians a lot of them are Um, from the States, and I I don't know if, I don't really know why that, well, I guess the majority of our tourists are from either the States, Canada, or the UK, Um, but because, I I think it's because I didn't really grow up in in Bermuda, so I'm not as well known amongst the local population, I don't think, Um, but now that's starting to shift a little bit, which is nice, maybe it's because I've been here long enough, I don't know. I've been, yeah, I've been living here for seven years, but it took a while to kind of get my name out there. It was like being the new kid at school.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm Melanie. Welcome, (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) And did you? I love it. That's great. Um, So, did you start Fiander Photo while when you were living in Bermuda?
2: So I started it, um, my senior year of college, that was when it all kind of, you know, came together and quite honestly, it was for a school project. They're like, now you're graduating. Here you are off into the world. What are you going to do? So I, you know, kind of came up with this idea of finder photo. And then when I went to grad school, um, I, I was more doing a little bit of videography. So it was finder films, um, And then, you know, kind of moving into, um, I worked as a college professor for about 12 years teaching photography and video and that kind of stuff. And um, so while I was teaching, it just slowly started to get bigger and bigger, but it it was never really intended to be a full-time gig until I realized, I think it was like 2015 or 2016 when I started to get more bookings and I thought, ooh, okay, maybe I should you know, pare back on the teaching a little bit. Cause it was like, it was all day on the computer, you know? Um, because I was teaching online. I was teaching photography through the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. So it was all day on the computer and then go shooting at night and then spend all night editing and you know, ended up with like a frozen shoulder from like nerding out on the computer. It was not, it was not cool. So oh, no. yeah, but, but I guess I kind of went off on a tangent. So yeah, so finder photos started about, about 16, 16 years ago.
0: Oh, wow. That's yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah. And I think, didn't you and I bond when we first talked about how we both are like way overeducated photographers because we both have <laughs> master's degrees? Yeah. <laughs> in photography it's not in something else and then we pivoted it was like both of us have degrees in photography and are photographers um which is super funny and we are both also teachers
2: yeah yeah that's where did you go to school again I can't
0: remember I went to University of Maryland um for undergrad and then I started my master's degree at Maryland Institute College of Art But the drive from DuPont Circle in D.C. was just brutal after a day of teaching. So I transferred back to Maryland to College Park.
2: Yeah, yeah. Gosh, which way would you even go up to? Was it Micah? Is that the
0: nickname for it? Yeah, Micah. Did you take 95 up? Yeah. No. Unless I went after work and stayed at work until like seven which is, or six, and classes, the classes were at, like, seven, and then I yeah. I was teaching in um, Silver Springs, so I would hop up, like, 108 or 197 or something. Oh, okay, right on. I confuse all those roads now. I haven't been back there in so long.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I used to make the drive the slightly separate. Well, I grew up in Arlington, Virginia, and then... Um, I took a couple classes in DC, like right after my senior year of college. I had to, I had a double major in photography and English, so I had to take two more classes after I graduated. Took those at Georgetown and then had to transfer them back to my school. Um, But I loved going into the city. That was really nice to get that that kind of educational experience. But when I lived when in grad school, I was living up in Maine, and I would drive from Maine back to Northern Virginia like four or five times a year. It was crazy. And I would have that drive memorized. I couldn't tell you now what I can't remember. I never took ninety five straight. It was always like ninety five over Jersey Turnpike, up like, I don't even know, over some bridge. I think there was a six eighty four in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. But when I've you done stop that doing drive. that
2: drive, yeah, you for, you forget the names of the roads after you you know, stop doing it for a while.
0: Yeah. Especially when they're numbers.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes, true. makes a huge difference.
2: It does. It does. Yeah.
0: So what's the coolest thing you've found about owning your own business?
2: So the coolest thing I think about owning my own business is probably being able to kind of direct my own life in certain ways um, you know, it's nice to be able to, to also roll out of bed and then, Hey, I'm at work. Um, Cause I've never had a, like a studio. I've thought a couple of times about getting a studio in town or something like that, but then I'm deterred by spending money on a studio and finding parking and all that. So I've always just made sure I've had a second room wherever I'm living so I can kind of work from home. Um, so that's kind of nice. Um, But you know there are also downsides to working from home. Like you never stop working, really. You know, after dinner, it's hard not to just hop back on the computer for one more email.
1: <laughs> That's one thing that people always fail to understand is that yes, you're like, oh, you can work from home, you can do whatever you want, and it's like, yeah, but it,
2: I have no commute.
1: There's no break in the day. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no break in the day. That's so true. Because I'll just make my lunch and come back to the computer and eat at the computer.
0: I can relate.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually have a very strict, structured uh, schedule. Do you? Which is crazy because we just talked about how I am a terrible planner. Um,
2: (laughs) That's awesome, though. That's like my dream where I need to be.
0: Like I need to lay out like a map for myself. Well, and the thing that I learned about doing it, I hate brushing my teeth before. First off, I have orange juice. There has to be a lot of space between teeth brushing and orange juice. They do not go together. They do not. Um, Second of all, I don't (laughs) like to brush my teeth before I have coffee or wash my face. There's something about it. So even if I've started working I don't brush my teeth or wash my face until I finished my coffee. And I have to give myself grace on those kinds of things because otherwise, like I used to feel really guilty about it. And then I would just like be like, oh, I should really get a routine. I should be so much better about this. Other people just get up and brush their teeth. Like my husband gets up and brushes his teeth and showers every morning and, you know, whatever. Um, Whereas I shower at night at the end of my day because otherwise I won't work out.
2: Um, Oh, that's a good way to trick (laughs)
0: yourself into
2: working out.
0: Yes, because then when you go to like say, okay, I really need to take a shower, then you're like, maybe I should go take a walk before because otherwise, like, I can't justify that I. um, But the other thing is. Yeah, so the other thing is, I will not look at my emails first thing in the morning or social media other than my dog's Instagram um, because. It brings me joy, um, and it's fun, and it's not work. Um, yeah. But who doesn't like to watch silly French bulldog videos? I mean, come on. <laughs> Man, I follow Klaus. I think my cat is following Klaus. You, yeah. He is tricycle.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, Sickles on Instagram. She's amazing. Uh, Posted in a while. I've been putting her on my personal page. I gotta move her back to her own page. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Um, Yeah, so like I – and I won't answer emails because emails are someone else wanting something from you, and I won't answer that. I never look at them on my phone, and I won't answer them after dinner because that's someone wanting something from me, and then it dictates my mood and my schedule. So I can't start or end my day with them. Um, Same thing with Facebook because it's a lot of people asking me for stuff on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always like, like my page or...
2: Oh, oh you mean like your personal Facebook or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Facebook. It's funny, I was just talking to a bride today. She called because she's going to reschedule her wedding. And because of this whole COVID thing, well, I think I had maybe put the group together before, but I have a group for my clients, like a Facebook group where they can all go and, you know, who are you using for hair? And what are you doing for transportation? And they can have little conversations in there. Um, and so I said, Oh, you know, did you join the Facebook group? There's going to be updates on the COVID-19 leniency policy posted in there and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I don't really use Facebook that more, that much. I said, Oh, well, that's okay. You can find it elsewhere. And, uh, we both kind of joked and we were like, yeah, remember when Facebook was cool and now it's like not as cool, but still necessary. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Absolutely love that you do a Facebook group for your your couples. That's such an awesome idea.
2: Yeah, I love I, it too. They love I mean, not all of them are into it. You know, they're like, I'm not joining the group. I'm like, hey man, I get it. It's cool. I wasn't a group person either. You know, I'm still not really a group per like want to join a group, but um, but I, I can't remember who I got the idea from. It was I think somebody mentioned to it to me at a workshop or something like that, and I thought, oh yeah, that would be nice because some people really like it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people get into it more more than others.
1: Yeah, I could imagine, and them just kind of asking questions, and I'm sure it's also kind of good background for you too to kind of see what they're talking about and what their concerns are and all of that. That's just that's brilliant.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Like if they're, you know, and sometimes it's just like jokes and gifts you know, I don't know. Have you guys seen that gif where like, it's a black and white still that looks like it's from the thirties or forties. And it's this little girl at a window, just like throwing money out the window. like (laughs) wedding planning, (laughs) just talking money. (laughs) So I think that was like one of the first couple of (laughs)
0: posts.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a therapy group, especially now. (laughs)
0: What a great value add for your clients.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and it gives them like, also kind of like a sense of community too, you know, and I think it makes me more of a real person to them because, you know, with so many of them coming down from the States, we don't get to really meet in person every single time. So a lot of times, you know, people will just book me through email Um, I try to encourage them to like set up a phone call or a FaceTime or something like that. Not all of them do that. Um, so the Facebook group just, I think makes it seem like I'm like a real, real person.
0: That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Feel free. Steal that idea. It's a good one. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) We encourage all of you out there to steal it. All of you wedding Wedding dish dish listeners.
2: (laughs) Facebook groups galore. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Suddenly everyone on the planet has one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have have
1: you like,
2: like, ever had to kick someone out of the Facebook group or is everyone pretty much mm-hmm. in their best behavior? Oh, man, that's a good question. I have not kicked anybody off the Facebook group, but I could see that happening. I did kick somebody out of a pod once. Well, I didn't kick him out. I... Pointed, they were being rude to another pod person and I was like be nice and then they left
0: <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's a good fit for everything
2: yeah you know it's like the it's the, do you want to be in a group you know comp what is, what is it community over competition yeah 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 wow uh.
0: Yeah, we're all about that here.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: um, so what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen at a wedding or event?
2: Um, there's, there's been a few. Um, I, I had a groom pass out at the altar once. That was interesting. I unfortunately didn't witness the fall. Uh, my husband was the one that saw him fall. Um, cause I was photographing the bride coming down the aisle. So I was, you know, facing her with her dad. And then all of a sudden I just heard this and he
0: did,
2: he just passed right out, right. As she got to the, like, she was going to be handed off. He just passed out. And I'm oh like, and I'm turning and I'm like still shooting, like what's going on, which is like everybody just like coming in and, and like, going, you know, trying to help groom up. And then I realized that I shouldn't act like a photojournalist in that moment. I should really act like a human and put the camera down. Um, And so anyway, he kind of took him a moment to like come to. um, But in his defense, it was September in Bermuda, which is really hot. And it's really humid. And it's like, it's like hurricane season humid. You know what I mean? Like the humidity yeah. is just insane. So, and I don't think that he had eaten a lot that day.
0: He's probably so it, nervous too. Or and he was probably super nervous. Standing um, in front of a lot of people is very, can be very triggering and anxiety provoking for people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Um, so that was one interesting scenario. Um, Another, I, another interesting one was this, I <clears throat> shot this wedding in Italy. And I think the, somebody on the bride's family worked for Porsche um, because we rolled up to their reception. It was like this beautiful villa in Northern Italy. And we rolled up and every single car was a Porsche or like some fancy Ferrari or, or whatever. So the groom had taken a Porsche from where he got ready over to the church. And later that night, he's like showing us the video that they shot of them in the car, like on the way to the church. Um, and so in the car, it's all, all in Italian. And they're going like they're going like 90 miles an hour down the highway in this Porsche on the way to the wedding. They are not late. I repeat, not late. And they're just like, how fast do you think this thing will go? Yeah, yeah, make it go fast. Go real fast. They're just cruising along. I'm like, well, we've got some extra time. Should we stop for a coffee? Should we stop for a little espresso on the way to the church? And I'm like, oh, my God. So that was just kind of a funny, funny story of something that happened. Oh, that's so interesting. The last crazy thing that happened was my fault. I ended up getting locked in a venue.
0: (laughs) I got locked in a venue. It happens, right? It can happen to (laughs) anybody. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Because I wonder if you were doing the same thing that I was doing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, mine was at the Friends, um, the Quaker meeting house. And you're not allowed to photograph um, the ceremony in the space. So afterward... I walked back through to see if there were any details that I hadn't seen because I wasn't in, I wasn't allowed to even be in the ceremony because I had the camera. Um, It's just, you know, for them, it's, it's meant to be very like personal. Interesting.
2: I didn't realize that for
0: quick. Yeah, I wanted to take a photo through the window because it was just like a really beautiful window. And then I was like, I think that might be disrespectful. So I didn't, yeah, but I yeah. really wanted to. It was hard. Yeah. Um, so I cut back through. But the door, when I went outside, then the doors locked behind me and they had oh. locked the gates. No. Um, yeah. So then I was like, I couldn't get out and I couldn't get back in and there was no one around and I was I didn't have my phone with me because it was in the car um (laughs) which ironically I could see from where I was locked (laughs) and the fence was like up to here it was like up to my collarbone so it's not like scalable and it was one of those like iron fences that rolls inward Oh yeah. So it's not like you can really pull yourself up on that either. And I think I was wearing a skirt. So no one had the keys to get me out. I was like, I'm going to have to call the fire department. Like this is going to be, and um, so where I was, was actually in Colorama, um, like Uh on the edge of DuPont circle. Um, But the fire and police come all the way from Glover Park because it's a fairly safe area of the city. So the way that it's zoned, it can take them a really long time to get there. So I was like, Oh my God, this is like super embarrassing. What am I going to do? I have no way of getting out of here or contacting anyone. So then the, um, religious officiant person who I cannot remember the name and I don't want to be disrespectful. So whoever runs the meeting, the community meeting house, um, had, he was walking by coincidentally, did not have keys. The keys were locked somewhere else. So he had to help me over the fence and he had to do it by grabbing my butt, which I was wearing oh a skirt. No. So it was not the best situation ever. <laughs> Plus I had to give him all my gear over the fence before no. he started to help like hoist me up. the fence. No. So I was like, this man might just run off with all my stuff.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, it's
0: embarrassing. Uh, yeah,
2: I was actually picturing you like trying to climb over with like camera straps and stuff.
0: I tried. It was not going well. I walked the whole perimeter to see if the fence was lower in any area.
2: Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, that but similar story. I was photographing details. And Jim did tell me to hurry up and I didn't listen. <laughs> the and, I told you about that. oh there were some of there was a little bit of that and I was like <laughs> stop it we gotta get out that was when we were in Scotland and we got locked in this place called Arrow Park Estate and it was like this amazing building from like the 1700s and mid 1700s I can't remember but um so I was photographing details upstairs and the keeper was like, Hey man, I'm going to leave in a little bit. And he just didn't, he just left. Wasn't worried about us. Cause we were like upstairs and Jim was like, yeah, I think he's going to leave. And I was like, ah, five more minutes. I don't know. I was really into photographing like, cause I wanted to get all that stuff done the day before. So it was the day, at least it was the day before the wedding. Oh, so that's it's not good. Like I had to be somewhere else after, but for a brief moment, I did try to kind of lift up this old window and I thought maybe there's an alarm. <laughs> on this window and I shouldn't try to break out of this like antique structure <laughs> Jim just sat down on this couch with like these like you know deer heads because we're in Scotland right so there's like deer heads everywhere all over the place and and it was so funny and I, I took a picture of him skulking
0: how did you get out? <laughs> I had to call the bride <laughs> oh had to come let us out I was like, hey, Janine. <laughs> we're
2: locked in your venue. Can you come let us out?
1: Like, couples never know to what extent their vendors go to exactly. that you know?
2: they do everything
1: that they need. So Yeah. It's a sign of your dedication.
2: I think so too. You know, I was just really into her invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get the perfect flat lay. <laughs>
1: um, speaking of, you know, invitations. What, what are, what's a topic that you feel like you could offer unique perspective on, either to engaged couples or to to wedding professionals?
2: Yeah, I would say for engaged couples, I'm. I you know when we were engaged, the biggest thing for us was the the invite list. like who are we going to put on the invite list? That's such a big thing to to tackle. Um, I think the first invite list that my husband and I put together, we had some three hundred people on it. It was crazy, And so I was like, all right, this is, nobody's paying for this, so let's budget you know this down. I think we got it down. I think we invited one fifty knowing a good 60 people probably wouldn't come because we were inviting um, some of my dad's relatives are from Canada. Um, I didn't think that they were going to make the trip down just because, um, well, just because it was longer. We got married in Bermuda and they just weren't going to make that trip during the fishing season. They're all fishermen. And my husband's a fisherman by trade um, helps me on, on the side, but my relatives in Canada are also all fishermen. So I knew that they were going to be like, Nope, sorry, it's fishing season, (laughs) but have fun. (laughs) Um, so, but for engaged couples, I would just say, you know, be, um, you know, think long and hard about the invitation list and, and invite who you want to invite, but also keep like, uh, your parents friends in mind you know if if that's you know a thing for the couple um for my mom it was really important that she invite a couple of her friends and I was cool with it because they were like family growing up for me um and then there's always the question of you know no ring no bring um so I was kind of I was kind of big on that for our wedding like if you were only dating somebody for six months they weren't getting a plus one
1: yeah. People don't seem to understand that um, yeah. you pay per plate. Like there's a cost per mm-hmm. person, um, that, yeah. Yeah. but I, I agree with you. I mean, I think the guest list can be one of the more stressful parts of the planning process and
2: absolutely
1: lots of people. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big proponent on people like hiring a wedding planner because I just think planners are so important. You know, they they get done what needs to be done and if it's not a planner that's doing it, I always find that the couple is like, "So who do you recommend for hair, for makeup?" And I have a recommendation list and I love to recommend my hair and makeup people, but like I have no idea what their budget is for hair and makeup or for DJ versus band or whatever. So I don't want to recommend something that's you know either out of their budget or not at all like cool for their style you know whereas a wedding planner I think would vet all that stuff with a little bit more tact yeah if that makes sense
1: it does it makes 100 percent.
2: okay cool yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I never
0: thought I about the budget
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, I, I could go on for days telling people about who I think are the best vendors, you know, in, in Bermuda. Um, but if like, let's say a big band isn't in their budget, I don't want to say, oh man, you should totally hire this band. They're awesome. And then they're like, oh, I was thinking more like a DJ, like, or they, oh, okay, well then hire this person. And then they question and they say, well, what's better, a band or a DJ? And I'm like, oh, I can't answer that question for you. Depends on the vibe that you want at the reception. Yeah. I
1: have a whole set of questions. I don't, I I've strayed away from doing sort of blind recommendations. So I ask about budget, you know, what are you trying, like what's the look you're trying to go for? What's the feel? Yes. What's the vibe? What's the whatever? Yeah. Um, before making recommendations, because you're right. I mean, and, and I think the thing that people don't understand too, at, or as they get into planning, what they do understand is that you spend a lot of time, you can spend a lot of time researching, and, you know, yes. the goal is to try to cut that down. You don't want to fall in love with something and then it be out of your budget or whatever those things are. So.
2: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't not make recommendations, but, you know, like you said, blind recommendations are tough. Right. You know, so I might ask a few questions, but the other, I mean, I mean, obviously you want a wedding planner to make sure things like happen. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been to weddings before where um, transportation doesn't show up and there's no wedding planner and it's the, the couple who's trying to flag down, Where the transportation is, or whatever, or they look at me and they're like, "Oh, Melanie, what should we do?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm here to photograph this (laughs) chaos."
1: You're like, "That's not in my job description." Yeah,
2: I'm like, "I'm here to photograph what's going on." Um, You know, as horrible as this, you know, minibus not showing up is. These moments might be funny later, so I don't want to miss it. Click (laughs) click. Like I'll help people up to the day, but you know, like if they're looking for like some professional advice on the day of, it's it's hard it's hard for me to do it because I can't do both, you know, both things.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you're hired to do, right? To take photos, and you don't want to miss any part of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you? What's been kind of the craziest thing you've been asked to to photograph? Have you been asked to photograph any crazy things? Any you know, anything that's been sort of just kind of out of the norm
2: during, during a wedding. Yeah. Um, not, uh, I don't know during, I think one of the first weddings. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that was a smile of a good story. I'm <laughs>
2: <expecting>. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, it was this Oh man, this bride and I—we've we've actually become friends, and and the groom, and they they got they came down on a cruise ship, got married in Bermuda, but they had like, they didn't have the normal cruise ship wedding. Like they set it all up and had you know a nice dinner and and whatever, and um, but one of their one of the groomsmen got arrested because I guess he was I, I don't know secret service or had some government job in the States and he accidentally had like some bullet shell or something related to a gun in his backpack, (laughs) which in Bermuda is a big no-no. Like guns are illegal in Bermuda. The cops don't even carry guns here. So, which is like very different from the States. So this guy could not fathom why he was being arrested for having this little piece. I think it was an empty shell. It was I, I don't know what it was, but something very tiny. And he did not have a gun. It was just this little bitty part. So anyway, he got arrested and he got, you know, stuck on the cruise ship and then I don't know what happened to him when he got home. But, um, when I was doing their group photos, we left a space for him. So they (laughs) they took a picture of him when he got home, all dressed up and I photoshopped him into the photo. But it was like, you know they're like just slap it in there don't spend a lot of time trying to make it look real because it's never going to happen because like the lighting that they photographed him under is like pure fluorescent and they're like underneath the scorch just like golden hour light and i just slapped his little fluorescent self into the group shot that was probably the the craziest funny thing
1: that's hilarious that I, yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah, that was kinda funny. Yeah, poor Um, guy though. He missed the whole trip. Yeah,
1: that's that's probably a little scary too to be arrested in
2: yeah. In another country, yeah, I'd say so. I I mean
1: arrested period, but especially in another country.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean I the first couple of years that I was living here, I was so terrified that I'd be pulled over for like speeding or a brake light out or something like that. Uh, I was like, Oh gosh, like what are the police like here? they you know, nice or are they cool? And now that I've been here for a few years, the police here are actually pretty chill. Awesome.
1: Well, yeah. let's switch to the, the business side. Um, what what advice would you give to somebody starting out? I mean, you've been doing this for 16 years and you're a professor and have degrees in photography. So mm. you're, I'd say, overqualified to, to, <laughs> to give advice. So what advice would you give somebody starting out?
2: Would say when you're when you're just starting out. Um, first of all, so you don't stress out. I would say take whatever job you can, whether it's related to photography or wedding planning or whatever. Take whatever job you can, and whether you have to work it full time or part time, give yourself some sort of stable financial income. On the side, start to build your portfolio. Start to build your website. Start to build. You know, your practice, figure out like you know the the rules that your business is going to follow, you know that kind of thing because um, i I think even now, even though I've been doing this for sixteen years, something might come up and I'll think, "Oh, I should make that like a company policy, you know like oh, okay, that's cool, like especially this year, like all these different company policies started to come up um, so I, I'm a big proponent of higher education just because of my background. Um, it's not for everybody though, you know, like some people it's better that they learn by, by trial and error or, or just, you know, educate themselves. Um, for me, like that wasn't going to happen. I needed a teacher to sit me down and like, say, Hey, like, this is how you're going to learn this. Um, so, and then I guess, you know, once you, um, have some sort of, financial stability and you feel comfortable enough to like build your business up, build your business up. Um, just make that decision on, you know, am I going to make this business full time? And when they do get all the ducks in a row, like make sure your business is licensed. And like, you know, the last thing you want is uncle Sam come knocking on the door being like, Hey, tax season. What's up?
1: You make it sound so non threatening. Uncle Sam does not sound like that, though.
2: Because <laughs> I have a tax guy. I'm like, just do it for me because I don't know how to do it.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Uncle Sam sounded like you. I don't know. What am I?
2: <laughs> hey. hey, it's time to give us some money. <laughs> and save, save money. That's another big. Big thing. I think, like, I found myself in a couple of situations where, like, I dropped I dropped a lens, you know, like, I had to replace a $800 lens in, like, 24 hours. And thankfully, I had, you know, like, separate savings just for equipment or separate savings just for, um, you know, making a flight adjustment or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really important um especially Which, like this year you know like yeah. i had protections in place i'm very lucky um yeah. but a lot of people didn't and um it's been you know things like this can always come up oh
2: yeah yeah i mean i think everybody's added the word pandemic to their force majeure clause now i mean i had a pretty strict force majeure clause to begin with cuz we get you know we get hurricanes so like if Your wedding's scheduled anytime between, well, for Bermuda, I don't know, I always say September, October is a hot month. So if you're hot months, but um, you know, let's say a hurricane comes along, you've got that force majeure clause, they need to reschedule, they can reschedule. But I almost added in zombie outbreak this year because, you know,
1: it's going to I would not be surprised. I'm, nothing shocks me anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: You should see the dragonfly that came into our house yesterday. Um, have a I'm actually going to show you this. It was yes. so terrifyingly large. I can't even. Can you see that? Oh, my oh, God. No. That's massive. It's bigger than my husband's hand. Oh, jeez. Um, it was terrifying looking. Oh, um wow. by the way if you want to see this video um, I'm not going to put that on our Instagram people would be like why is this terrifying thing <laughs> on here if you want to see this video you can get it on our Patreon um, and nice. you to see it dragonfly. but um it's like that came from the from the tropical storm yesterday somehow that thing oh, came
2: ooh interesting
0: <laughs> and well, next you guys year got a lot of rain here
2: Oh no. See the cicadas. That's the one thing I do not miss about the DC area. I remember being, I was a lifeguard at Lake Barcroft. Do you know where that is over in um, Annandale area? Yeah. It kind of crosses into somewhere else. Falls Church, I think. And when the cicadas were out, this was, this was so, I'm aging myself now. This was like 2002 or 2003. But those things came out. I just remember swatting to the point where I almost fell off the left
0: guard stand. Having curly hair during the cicada year, I was like, I might chop my hair off. Like, awful. Just shave it. They're awful. Yeah. I mean, here we have flying.
2: What do we have here? Flying cockroaches. Those are not... (sighs) It's just part of living in the tropics. They're just
1: guess you have the, the, you know, you get the good, but you got to take the bad with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've just gotten really good at killing them. I'll kill it like with a shoe, but I'm not cleaning it up. (laughs) (laughs) I leave these little notes for Jim in the morning. Have a good day. Enjoy (laughs) fishing. And one is like killed by, or slayed by Melanie, cleaned by Jim, (laughs) like an arrow pointing to the
0: cockroach. (laughs) things you know that make a marriage you know it's important to have those things (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) while we're on the uh subject of your husband can you remind us what he does what's his business
2: called uh his business is called early bird charters and he is a commercial fisherman and he also does uh fishing charters um and so he'll fish uh deep sea fishing for Wahoo and tuna and that kind of thing. Um and during during the lockdown when because Bermuda went into a pretty serious lockdown, like there were certain days we could go to the grocery store or there was a curfew, like it was very serious. So um obviously photography was canceled, so I ended up getting an emergency fishing license and going fishing with him for two months. That was an experience. Um so but he's been fishing since he was a kid. His dad was a fisherman. His dad built built their boat. So it's been in his family for a long time.
0: Yeah. And do any of your couples like do joint packages or anything? They
2: with do. do, yeah. Actually that couple who were the groom or the groomsman got arrested, <laughs> they came back the next year and ended up booking a fishing charter, which was cool. Um, but sometimes they'll book like a package together, like a photo package with like, usually it's like a sunset cruise or something like that, like something a little bit, you know, romantic. Or um, we do packages where they can propose on the boat. So I'll pretend to just be like a deckhand or something and, and then say, oh, you guys look so cute. Go stand up there for a photo. I've got my, our company camera and I'll like Bluetooth it to you. I don't even know if my camera has, I don't think my camera has Bluetooth, but they don't know.
1: You know. I, love, I love your cover story. You are a woman <laughs> with so many talents. So
2: you just got to make stuff up. I'll Bluetooth it to you, airdrop it from my Nikon. <laughs> you know? But yeah, those are my favorite the proposals on the boat. Those are very sweet.
0: Yeah, That's cute. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well Vanessa, did you have any other questions? I don't know where we left off because I was really I- I engaged yeah. in this conversation.
1: <laughs> I, I just had like one last question. Yeah. So, you know, as we are a few months into this, you know, lots of people are facing lots of anxiety and and all of that and it's you know it's been a really tough time for a lot of people. Um but you know what if what are you doing to to kind of take a break or you know you and your husband to to kind of stay sane and try to find joy despite all
2: of Yeah despite
1: the world being on fire
2: pretty much. Despite the- <laughs> And in so many ways. In so many ways, yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um. It has not been easy because, like, for me, it's it's tough to be going through this pandemic. And my parents are in the D.C. area. You know, my all my family is is over there. I mean, Jim's family is here, and they're amazing. Um, but it's been hard to be away from my my family. So we've been doing like some little Zoom chats or FaceTiming and that kind of thing. But um, but this whole process, I think, like a lot of creative people have it's kind of forced both jim and i to slow down you know so um it's given me time to like build other websites that i've been meaning to build um it's given us time to like work on our house that we've been renovating for like five years (laughs)
1: It's a long term project.
2: It's a long term project, man. When you buy a house that's like over a hundred years old, there's always something
0: something to fix. I've been so, painting my basement for a year and a half. So Yeah, so like you're there with me, right? Like you feel like <laughs> what should just
2: take a couple of days takes the longest time. So yeah. But um uh, but yeah, just finding like other projects to work on just finding other, what about you guys? What have you been doing?
1: Uh, for me, it's been longer walks with my dog. Um, yeah. Being out. I mean, you know, I've always enjoyed nature, but I'm um, I mean, not that I'm a huge nature enthusiast or anything, but yeah. um, being outside definitely helps. I have bought so many plants. Yes. I actually have scheduled a plant consultation. Um, oh. <laughs> What, what is that? They they will you know. well now it's it's Zoom, so they will kind of survey your space, tell you what types of plants are best for you, you know, talk to you a little bit about who you are, why you want plants. And so they it's basically a personalized recommendation. Um That's awesome. my sister has totally scoffed that I am, am doing this, but Hey, I mean, you know, it's, you got to find the little things that, that make a difference. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I, like I've, I've never been one to, yeah, there you go. It it definitely does help.
2: Um, it helps. It yeah. helps to have like greenery for sure. It does. It does.
1: Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's been it for me. I, I also bought a, I live in a condo in DC, but I bought a uh, pool that arrived at my parents' house this week. So. I will be enjoying that
2: inflatable pool this weekend. Oh yeah, man! That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, what about I, you? You gotta have some outside time,
0: right? I just counted the plants. That um, a quick once over the plants in this space, and I counted eleven. Wow. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And that's without my glasses on, so who knows if I'm
2: missing some. (laughs) So there could be some more like back hidden in that closet behind you
0: there. Yeah, this is actually a Murphy bed. Is it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. One thing I had to do to adapt was my husband, this used to be his office because he doesn't work from home very often. My office was the bigger one in the basement he would roll back and forth between here and there. And he picked up the carpet because it oh. would like be in his way. Well, I could hear him rolling. Oh, as you're trying to record stuff. Yes. It was like living under the Metro. Uh-uh. Oh,
2: no.
0: And so I was like, that's it. We're switching offices and we're both much happier. Um, well done. Well done. <laughs> Um, but we've been having um, weekly game nights with the alpin side of the family with my husband's side um, and we've been spending a lot of time outdoors together so um, and like I said, I have very strict um, hours that I work like my computer lives up here, and I'm only up here like to go to bed and to work, so in separate spaces um, so I do not touch my computer after a certain time. Um, and I don't start work until like 10. I keep, we keep West coast hours to be realistic. Like yeah. we start working at like 10 in the morning and we finish at like seven thirty eight or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's okay. But, That's, yeah.
2: that seems, sounds normal to me.
0: Yeah. For I sure. mean, it's normal to me. So,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it's been, we have a really beautiful backyard um, that has a deck and then it has like a slated area that has this giant 10 story tree that's over a hundred years old um, and like all of these lush plants and nice. grassy area. And we also have an adult kitty pool, Vanessa.
1: Um, I'm really excited. I'm very, very, my parents don't even know that it's coming. Um,
2: but <laughs> Love a- it. They'll know when it arrives. You will
1: know soon. Soon enough. That's
2: right. <laughs> so yeah, my mom I, always knows when I'm flying home because she'll tell these Amazon boxes just show up at her door.
1: <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's they, hysterical. Play,
2: they, they love it. They,
0: yeah, they love it. They love it. What were you going to say, Sarah? <laughs> That's hysterical because Philippe's mom, when we're coming to see them, will ship all of these Amazon boxes to us. For us to bring with us to Mexico oh. to visit oh them, my God. and I'm like, "What is all this stuff we're hauling down?" And it's like, like really cute, like archival pens and like drawing materials and things. So it's like everything's super small, but it's like lots of boxes just keep coming.
2: That's awesome.
0: It's so funny.
2: I feel <laughs> their pain, man. When my when my parents fly to Bermuda, I'm like, wait. What can you bring
1: me? The tariffs are really high. Oh,
2: man, yeah, Yeah. duty is so high. I think it's like 25% on most things. Um, And then, of course, you're paying for, like, shipping, you know. So let's say, for example, if you want to buy – I'll use a large item. If you want to buy a couch off West Elm or whatever, and it's $2,000, by the time you spend money on shipping and duty and all that stuff, it ends up being like three, 3,500, you know, so you can easily add on almost
0: double the price. It's crazy. And it can get stuck at the border for extended periods of time. Exactly. Oh, that
2: sounds awful. Which is what's going on now. <laughs> yeah. I waited, I waited a month for a month, month, Yeah, about a month for our new washing machine. Our washing machine died. Sadly, had to let her go. Good old Betsy. (laughs) She died. (laughs) So we got a new one. Poor Betsy. Poor Betsy. Thank God for my mother-in-law because she was like, just come over and do laundry and hang out and drink wine. I was like, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Sounds like a pretty raw deal right there. I know, man. It was tough. And she's a brilliant cook. So she's like, oh, I just happened to make this amazing meal. Come do your laundry. I'm like, all right. I can hang out. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I
0: love it. Yeah, my, my in-laws are pretty cool. I got very lucky. That's great. That, yeah. I love mine, too. And I think that's another important thing to think about when you're getting married. You marry the family, too you really do it's a true story i mean you hear that when like you're young and you're like
2: "Eh, do you really Then you know you don't think about it when you're young but then once you're like one two years in and you realize yeah gotcha
0: (laughs) yep and then suddenly you're doing the dishes every thanksgiving at someone else's house (laughs) Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but sometimes doing the dishes at somebody else's house gets you out of, like, uncomfortable conversations. Do you ever find that? Like, you're like, well.
0: Just- it's hard to make me uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I'm the one making it weird. <laughs> oh, really? Right on. <laughs> Vanessa, I'm sure you've heard me say some strange things.
1: It keeps it
2: interesting.
0: It keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today on oh, The Wedding yes. Dish, Melanie. This thank you, guys. This was so much fun. This um, was fun. Where can everyone find you online and on Instagram? Yeah, well, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is
2: finderphoto, um, photo spelled with an F. And then I'm on Facebook and uh, my website is finderphoto.com.
0: And that's F-I-A-N-D-E-R-F-O-T-O, right? That's right. You
2: got it right. You nailed it. You nailed it. That was like from memory. That
0: was, that was impressive. It. That was Usually impressive. I miss a letter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i know jim's last name is west so he was like you know now we're married west photo i'm like uh-uh. doesn't have the same ring even though now i'm thinking it's a lot easier to spell <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so oh yeah but thank you guys so much i really enjoyed chatting with you all
0: yeah, it's same. It was so good to get a, a different perspective. It's so yes. good to hear from you. You've, yeah. You're always so super supportive. And I'm really glad that you got to meet Vanessa. Me because, too. Um, she's just such a lovely human. Um, we've, she's participated in several District Bliss events as an nice. event sponsor. And she's, I think you're our newest member of District Bliss.
1: Yes, I think I am. I fi- i finally joined. I thought I was already in the family. Apparently, I was—I was not official. So oh, I, had to, well, I had to put a ring on it and make it official.
2: Oh well, you know, sometimes you just gotta put a ring on it.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam's here. Uncle Sam's here. <laughs> That's so
2: true. That's awesome. I know. I need to get on joining, jumping in on the District Bliss family too. Even though I'm way nine hundred and fifteen miles out at sea
0: (laughs) yeah but we have so many virtual things happening now we actually have a free event coming up that you should um on monday
2: Um, oh cool
0: it's um and by the time this episode drops it will probably have already gone but i'm going to tell you anyway um it's about incorporating activism into your brand Um, and inclusivity in like making sure that the languaging that you're using, um, is like relevant to your brand and, and that you're not acting as though you're an ally, that you're actually being an ally. Um, so it, it's really fun. It's going to be led by Vanessa, you know, Sasha of Creations by Sasha. Um, and I'm really excited because, um, you know, it's it's also an interesting perspective because um, her husband is a police officer, um, and she is a Latinx woman, oh, and interesting. they have a son, and um, her husband is black. So it's across the board cool. a really well thought out workshop about. Um, activism so it should be really interesting and it'll go in the district bliss academy afterwards so all of you who are listening to this now thinking i wish i could take that because it's probably already in the past um you'll be able to score it in the district bliss academy <laughs> awesome well that sounds like a really cool event yeah so if you go to dot slash events you should definitely rsvp and vanessa you should too absolutely cool. nice um and Vanessa, where can people find Little Black Book online?
1: People can find me on Instagram at littleblkbk. Um, my website is lbbconcierge.com. Um, and, you know, once again, I want to thank Melanie. It was so awesome to get a chance to talk to you and have a conversation. And, you know, want to thank everyone for,
2: for tuning into The Wedding Dish today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah,
0: this was super fun. And Vanessa, thank you so much for guest co hosting. Um, I'm so thrilled that you were able to be here. It, it feels like normal life when I get to see you. <laughs> We've known each other for so long. now
1: been a long
0: time um and be sure to subscribe rate and review the wedding dish on your preferred podcast listening platform um and we would love to have your support on patreon um there's all kinds of cool stuff like behind the scenes content bonus um videos recordings um early access you get the district list uh, tips and tricks downloadable, which Vanessa, I think you probably have seen at some point. Um, And you get highlighted on our social media and a bunch of other stuff. So um, it's good times. We would love your support. It's like two bucks a month. (laughs) Nice. That's a steal.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, Well, thanks everyone again for hanging out with us on the wedding dish today, the podcast where we chat about all things, wedding from planning to relationships, to business and more. Um, Don't forget to follow The Wedding Dish on Instagram at The
0: Wedding Dish Podcast. And we'll catch you all next week. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Sarah here. I am just popping in super fast to tell you about my absolute favorite CBD for pets, which actually happens to be human grade. It's called Chill Paws. And our little co-host, Cluso my napasaurus Rex absolutely loves it. It helps with his anxiety during car rides. It improves his gut health, and it even helps with potential future arthritis. It is absolutely fabulous. And they have CBD tinctures. They have these amazing smelling peanut butter treats that I actually want to try myself. <laughs> they have balms and they even have these super cute bandanas that I just absolutely love. I have the link for you in my description of this episode. And if you want to save 20% on all of your future orders, you can use Gingers 20 because Cluzo and I are both redheads. That's Gingers 20 over at Chill Paws. And again, the link is in the description. Cheers.